one of the most charged topics in my family is protein intake. And my wife and I get this uh, from several sides. And the concept is that because uh, we are primarily plant-based, that we're protein deficient and we're starving our children. Protein is believed to have some sort of mythical power uh, to many people. And I'm going to share some science in this presentation, and you can make your decision after that. And please let me know if you have questions. I know this is going to be charged, and some people are going to be pissed off. That's not the point. The point is just to shed some scientific light on what's going on here. The take-home point is that there is really no protein deficiency in the United States. In fact, prior to 2002, over the span of the preceding nine years, there were only 12 cases documented of protein deficiency, something called quasi-ocor. Unfortunately, this exists in other parts of the world where access to food and nutritional deficiencies are quite common, but in the United States, this isn't really the case. The work done by Dr. Longo at the Longevity Research Institute has shown that high-protein diets trigger release of growth hormone, and while many people might conceptualize that that must be a good thing, there are some detrimental things that happen, including the release of insulin-like growth factor 1, which has been linked to diabetes and cancer, two of the biggest killers in the United States. So just combine that with the concept of high-protein intake, shifting the metabolic machinery, combining with genetics to increase the risk of two major killers. Just a bit of science, the TOR, S6K, and PKA genes are triggered by protein, leucine, and glucose, or sugar intake, and these are well documented in the research literature to accelerate the aging process. So some of the basic premises of juventology, which is what Dr. Longo calls the concept, is that a reduced caloric intake combined whether with its with a fasting mimic, periodic fasting, intermittent fasting. There's so many different types of fasting out there. I don't want to get into that in this episode. But basically by limiting the intake of sugar and protein, you can dampen the impact on growth hormone and the two other genetic things that I talked about in the previous slide, the TOR, SK, S6K, and PKA as well. So you may be wondering, now what? What am I supposed to do with that information? Well, Dr. Longo's work has shown that for a person who is 65 and under, a target of about 0.31 to 0.36 grams per pound of protein body weight. I didn't say that quite so clearly. But the, the premise is that for every pound of body weight, you should take in about 0.31 to 0.36 grams of protein. So for a person who weighs about 200 to 220 pounds, that's about 60 to 70 grams of protein per day. Keep in mind that the common misperception is that plants are deficient in protein is not the case. There are plenty of plant-based foods that are high in protein content. And for those that like to uh, add protein shakes and protein powders and a variety of other exogenous sources of protein, it's quite easy to well exceed this. And, and I'm not talking about bodybuilding. I'm talking about, you know, the average uh, run-of-the-mill person who's just trying to have a level of fitness, uh, maybe doing some weekend races, things like that. So as a person gets older, there is a, a whole shift in the way metabolism and, and, and muscle mass and the physiology of that is different. And so an older person actually will need a little bit more protein because the goal is to preserve muscle mass. As I've talked to talked about in other episodes, um, you know, decreased muscle mass increases the risk of falls, increases the risk of hip fracture, which is a huge life-changing 
event for an older person. The mortality from a hip fracture, even with repair, is uh, dramatically, it just goes up. And so just take a look at the slide. Just look at these numbers here. Do some calculations. Look at what goes on in your daily nutritional regimen and look at your supplements and see where you fit or fall in this depending on what your, your body goals are. Um, the other concept is a protein metabolism. I'm not going to get into the science behind this, but calories are turned into fat. It doesn't matter if it comes from protein, fat, or carbohydrate. Excessive caloric intake is going to be turned into fat, and it's really hard to out-exercise a bad diet. Uh, it's easy to assume because maybe you're eating a whole bunch of protein, meat snacks, protein powders, whatever, that the intake is purely health-focused, but you can't escape the metabolic machinery of the body. It's going to turn excess of anything into fat, whether that's sugar, alcohol, chips, protein, hamburgers, whatever. It all gets spun through the same different metabolic cycles, and excess is going to be stored around the middle of the body for most people. So final concept here, harahachibu. This is a Japanese concept. It results in eating until you're 80% full. So eat slowly. Enjoy the process, give gratitude for the food you're eating, and let your stomach catch up and trigger your brain, letting you know that you are satiated, that you're happy, that you're satisfied, and not eating until you're stuffed and ready to explode. So, harahachibu, that's it. Let me know if you have questions. Have a fantastic week.